0: and gentlemen welcome back to movie ticket monday this week's film oh brother where art thou came out in 2000 directed by the cohen brothers and starring george clooney john turturro tim blake nelson john goodman chris thomas king and charles Derning. okay justin break it down for this guy one word what'd you think
1: i thought this film was curious
0: curious that's, that's my what word you get Most people are curious about something.
1: I thought this film was curious, and I think that's the best way to summarize what was going on and what to unpack here. It has some moving parts. It's a curious film in that I'm not entirely sure what to take away from it. I was partially entertained, but I wasn't thrilled with the entire film.
0: Okay, but I was curious
1: the music piqued my interest it had some cool shots the characters were unique and It led me to feel curious even at the end of it. It kind of leaves you just pondering life a little bit
0: That's fair the the music were bops not bangers, but they were bops. My one word was stupid I thought it was a stupid film what? what is a film What is a film supposed to be? It's supposed to have meaning. It's supposed to have relevance. It's supposed to have an ending of some sort. And this had not one single ending. What the heck? You must we'll, have we'll failed into...
1: AP English in high school.
0: Justin, just because that it's based on homers, you can have- You actually knew that.
1: that? I'm impressed that you knew that.
0: Of course I did. And you could, and I did remember small bits and pieces like the Muses and trying to distract them from their journey with those three women. But you also, at the same point, have to have that be relevant of some sort. This was like, to me, this was like very small bits of film smashed together where nothing had any relevance to something before it or something after it. And I thought it was not that good. But I will give it... And okay, here, here's my kind of my overarching problem with it was it did not know what it wanted to be. It did not know if it wanted to be a comedy. It didn't know if it wanted to be a drama because I found it funny, but at certain points, there were scenes where there were, it was very serious discussion type of stuff. And they tried to make it slightly funny, but it didn't land in terms of comedy, specifically the KKK meeting i don't think that I, scene
1: was designed to be funny at all this isn't Django Unchained. chained but they're
0: supposed to try to then then what was it supposed to be because they do it they try to rescue him in a terrible job and it ends up being something that is not actually serious but it's well, not funny either so what is it supposed to be
1: this film takes the odyssey And puts you in a position where you're able to evaluate what life was like at a given point in time, in this case, I believe, 1937 America. And it does a pretty good job of walking you through different characters and different struggles and different elements that articulate that time period. And it does it by using adventures pulled from Homer's poem to do so. And so, by incorporating the KKK scene, I think it does a pretty important job of showing what life in Mississippi was like back then. And I didn't laugh during that scene. I thought it was a curious scene. It was kind of odd.
0: But the way that they go about trying to rescue him is a poor attempt, which one could assume is kind of a funny attempt.
1: But you can't think about that as literal.
0: But then then what was this film to you? Was it a comedy? Was it a drama? Was it a serious discussion-based thing? What what was it to you? Because no, I don't think I, it knew what it wanted to be.
1: I, I don't think this film fits into any specific genre. If anything, I think it's just a social commentary. And that's laughed, why it's curious. It leaves you thinking a little bit. I laughed enough in this film, but at least half the time- I didn't laugh. This film isn't meant to be a comedy. I mean, George Clooney's character has well, some that's, jokes. Well, that's what the I other two morons are kind of funny. But, like, yeah. it's not a comedy at all. It's I, it's I think that's that's kind of dumb. I think that's the dumb. The three
0: characters, I have my own take on the three characters. But, in general, they were kind of funny in terms of how they meshed together. And, Justin, how, when, when the guy, when, uh, what was his name? Was it Charles Thompson or something? Robbed the banks and he ran over the cow. Are you talking? Okay, that was funny. That was funny. That was was good. That That whole scene to me, (laughs) that whole bank robbing scene was supposed to be a comedy because he walks in to the banks. He just starts, he starts shooting the cows because he doesn't like cows. And then he goes and he gets, he gets completely demoralized by the one lady who calls him babyface. That's
1: supposed to be fun. Fun fact about that cow scene is I guess, so this film did a pretty good job of incorporating CGI and I guess some farmer's guild or whatever. Um, wrote to the Cohen brothers requiring evidence that they did not use a cow in that scene <laughs> for it getting completely run over. Um, Noted. Which puts it in context good. like 2000 emerging CGI. It did a pretty good job. You didn't even realize really that that was CGI um, unless you thought about it. But,
0: but that, that so, to me, that's a comedy piece. That whole scene where they get in the car of the robber's car and they talk to him and they go rob the other place. That whole whatever it was, five or 10 minute clip, that is comedy. So, And it didn't know what it wanted to be.
1: Let me tell you why I say that this film is a commentary. So the name of the film, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? is derived from a separate film um, in 1941 called Sullivan's Travels, in which it chronicles um, a movie director, I guess, who wants to create a film called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? that chronicles the journey of life during the Great Depression. And so the fact that the Coen brothers used that for the name of this film makes me think that they're trying to do that and put you in that time zone. And it does a pretty good job of it. I think many aspects of this film are historical in nature. I think many aspects of this film kind of put you in that time period Whether it's them jumping on the train like a bunch of hillbillies, you know, searching for something new, um, all the way to the KKK scene, it puts you in the challenges of what life in Mississippi back then may have actually been like. And it does a modern, you know, rendition of the Odyssey. I thought it was curious, but see, I was coming into this review expecting me to roast this film and you'd be madly in favor of it. which is kind of ironic because I don't think that this... Fi- I, I, I don't love this film. I think it was okay. It has some interesting meaning. But I was I was honestly expecting to get into a fight over this with you thinking it was that you enjoyed it. But here I am kind of defending it because I don't think it was as bad as you described.
0: I, I thought I'd enjoy it more.
1: I was I, actually upset when was, you picked it because I have seen this before in high school and it's kind of... Eh. I it's seen
0: eh. it.
1: I'm not a big Coen but, Brothers guy. I think they're overrated.
0: I got actually. I actually got bored halfway through. I was waiting for it to be oh, over me too. because nothing was nothing was connected. You know what it is? It's like the um, it's like Bastards, where they have like the four scenes and they cut co- and they try to come together. This is this tried to do that to a bigger extent, and nothing came together. I mean, if if you want to make something similar to the odyssey make it about something similar to the odyssey don't make it about this life where some random flood comes to save their lives that was so bad and excessive and completely irrelevant as well as just some of the other stuff i mean
1: i think i think that this is just i think this is like a classic coen brothers film where there isn't like they're, they're like half foot in half foot out they're trying to make this film in many ways mirror the Odyssey, but in interviews after they said that it was only a minor influence, which I think is kind of BS, you know, kind of BS because they have the sirens in it. I mean, it's they the have so many thing. elements. I mean, it
0: has all the things that the Odyssey, that I remember the Odyssey going through and sidetracking their I mission, mean, which I, wasn't I just, even the final mission.
1: I, I think there's things to unpack here in terms of the characters and what you can learn from them. But, I mean, I thought George Clooney's character was really freaking annoying. I wanted to punch him for like 80% of this film. Maybe even 90%. The only so, time I didn't want to punch him, I think, was when he was singing. Because <laughs> that song sounded of a bop. really good. It that was song's a bop. a bop. Yeah, It was a straight a bop. bop. But, so, uh...
0: George George was... I thought George, his character at least, was pretty good for the most part. There were a few times that I was just like a little too much, but I did like his way with words and how he tried to make himself smarter than the other guys, which I, you can kind of gather based on their common knowledge and decision-making skills. But I thought it was good. I thought he did play it a little too pushy.
1: I suppose. I don't think that was the acting. I think that was the screenwriting. And once again, a testament to me not being a fan of the Coen brothers. I don't think any of these characters added too much. Uh... This film is curious and it's just meh. That's like what I'm trying to get at here.
0: I Because I respect
1: I, an interesting film. You can't knock this off immediately. It has some good scenes. But what
0: intri- I, I didn't find the interest. So, so the resolve, if this
1: film ended with Poppy or whatever, the governor at the the little banquet, with the music that they're playing and George Clooney gets back together with his wife. I think it could have been, have been a, been a, gr- a satisfying ending. satisfying ending. It would have been a shorter film, it wouldn't have had much meat to it still, but it would have been better than the ending that they had.
0: Speaking of shorter, thank god this wasn't over 2 hours. I would have wanted my time back. <laughs> thank god it was short. But so so here's 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 a, a question posed what what was the usefulness? What was the reason for the mayor, for the for Tommy, the uh, the guitar player? I mean, and and John Goodman, what what were their uses? I didn't find a reason why they were in this film aside from taking up time.
1: Well, so John Goodman, I can't remember who it is, but from Homer's Odyssey, John Goodman is uh, another symbol um, or another individual that they encounter who derails their mission um that's like directly derived from i i
0: I understand each of their little clip scenes was something out of the odyssey but
1: so to me what what it sounded like i mean he's the equivalent of the sirens the sirens is a really easy example for this one those three women swimming in the the creek um that's like verbatim from the odyssey yeah
0: that's the only one i i fully remember but to me all the backtracks were so repetitive that i got so boring and sick of it because they would succeed then they'd go back to nothing then they'd succeed and then you'd get it taken away they succeed get it taken away and that was so boring to watch and and you just knew the outcome before it even happened oh and big
1: dantique is the cyclops from the odyssey that's what a it is. cycle ugh, yeah
0: stretch but It was, it, it it didn't go anywhere. It didn't progress whatsoever. I mean, I mean, the characters didn't, I can't even say the mayor did too much either, but I thought it was just so bad. I I felt like they (laughs) almost filmed each part completely different. In terms of like time frame, like they're like, oh, six months after they filmed this, they're like, let's put this in. That might be good. And it's it, that's I their well.
1: style. And I think it sucks. But, like, I agree with you. Well, then it's I hate that. I don't style like that them. they like because
0: and 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 how can you put how can you put a half ass into a movie saying it's partially about this, but we're going to try to make it original because it, you got to pick one or the two.
1: I, I don't like that either. That's poor. Let's skip this move. And I'm going to go, what'd you, what'd you got?
0: That's, that's fair. Now I I was going to kind of, did, so did you actually think it was funny aside from the cow?
1: No, I thought, I mean, the cow scene was funny. The, the, the frog, I guess the initial reaction to the frog. That was funny. The one moron, what's the guy's name? When, uh, Tim Nelson, Tim Blake Nelson is like, he's a frog. (laughs) Like, uh, okay, that's kind of funny. But then you're like, okay, this is fucking stupid.
0: Well, when John Goodman <laughs> squishes it and throws it.
1: <laughs> yes, that was I funny laughed. as well. Yeah, so, that was good. He's like, <laughs> yeah,
0: Killed him. So, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm getting that. So yeah. let's let's go to the characters. Let's go to the three main characters. Which one did you like the most?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'd be inclined to say George Clooney, but his. He had just some really freaking annoying moments. I loved And he, one... represents, he represents um, Odysseus, right? From, yeah, I think that's yeah, what I was so saying. Yeah, so well. Odysseus and would... like from everything with the hair balm, you know, in there, he's very focused on his external image and, you know, yeah. most ways, shapes and forms. But he's also the brains of it. But he's also a scumbag for lying to the guys to see his wife again. Also, yeah. his wife's kind of a kind of sucks. Um, she's she only jumps Arizona. back. That's the only thing yes. It no. But and, yeah, and you're right. I think it's the mom from The Incredibles too.
0: Oh, it might be. I just.
1: I think the voice sounds the, the same. Anyway, but like, like she she sucks because she gets back with him after she realizes that he can sing and all of this stuff. But
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean,
1: I kind of like him. Like, I'm gonna say that my favorite though is is Tim Blake Nelson in this a uh, Delmar because. Yep. While he is a complete fucking moron in this film, he is so fucking... I need to emphasize how stupid he is in this film. But that
0: stupidity makes it partially a comedy. And he's the perfect
1: actor for that role, I would like to add, I think. Thinking of Holes... Oh, that's but exactly what I he he has this innocence and this purity to it that is very satisfying. And I thought that Pete or John Turturro or whatever the guy from Transformers, I thought his yeah. character was like pretty annoying, just kind of an idiot, seemed like he had been hit over the head with a shovel. Um so I'm going to go with Tim Blake Nelson. I thought he added a good contrast to George Clooney's character in which George Clooney's in this for himself. Delmar's kind of too dumb to know one way for the other. <laughs> But that innocence kind of keeps him as a good, morally straight guy. Yeah. And you see that go, when he goes in to get, you know, baptized and he says that I've been cleansed.
0: Yeah, you, you, took, you took my thing that I loved that moment because that shows how childish and how stupid he is. But it was such a great moment as well. So I, I go Tim, then George, then John. You're right. I, I yeah, thought I'm John, especially when John left and he was taken and then he was put back in jail. I just I it just didn't add that was that part didn't add up to me either. But you're. I think you hit it on the on the head. With well, it's meant to of, show
1: his loyalty. I think that's another Homer pull, but I mean, um, maybe.
0: But I I agree with everything you it's said. It's like about Clooney him.
1: represents uh, like I think it was pride and knowledge. Delmar represents like gullibility and innocence, and I think Pete represents um, something like you know honesty and integrity, but also okay. like um, kind of a stickler. I, um,
0: I, I actually liked like the guitar guy Tommy. I liked him a lot too. He wasn't really in it a lot, but I kind of like. He, was he good knows how to play player. a song but for the banger. He was, he was so soft-spoken, especially that KKK um, scene. He such soft-spokenness that I I almost I feel like he had to do represent something because he was just like, well, this sucks, but like
1: I. So I'm know? I'm glad you brought that up because when I was watching that KKK scene. I thought his acting almost did the scene an injustice. He is like, oh, I'm going to die, whatever. He's, you know what I mean? Like his acting when he knows that he's about to die almost seemed half-assed in a way to the point of like, I would expect some more authenticity and like. I'm trying to think of the right word, some like, oh, shit, I'm going to die moment. Um, and it just kind of seemed half-baked together from that perspective.
0: That, that's valid. I thought, I mean, to me, he was always soft-spoken. Just kind of like, going. whatever. I thought, I thought it's represented something, like you said, about pride and whatever else for the other guys. But
1: And the flip side of that well, is maybe back yeah, then it was an expectation point. that, like, this happens to people, which is Yeah, if you're you caught, terrible, it, you just um, let it go, yeah. Get lynched. Yeah, it's horrible. But maybe that's what they're trying to convey.
0: That's, that's, that's quite possible. Um, but I, I did kind of like him. Now, what's your favorite scene? What was your your best top one? Um, or clip, I guess. I think
1: So I have fun. two. I have two. I thought the intro scene actually had some fantastic shot angles. And this film doesn't rely on a soundtrack. It actually relies on a lot of people just singing. And so when this film opens and you have all the prisoners banging the sledgehammers against the rocks... Um, and they're singing and then it shows the three guys running away. The camera angles, I made a note of it are like pretty fascinating. They do a pretty good job of drawing you in with just intrigue around the actual camera shots. And so I thought that was a good opening, but my favorite scene is when they're in the little, um, audit or what the gymnasium auditorium thing. And they start singing when he's bearded. I thought that f- when they're wearing the beards. I thought the that scene end, towards the end, yeah, yeah. I thought that scene was like funny. I thought it brought the film together. um, and it had the jackass kKK leader get food thrown at him. I, I mean, I thought yeah, it took I mean, a lot of things imploded. together. Yeah. yeah, and then pop it was funny watching Poppy or the governor or whatever, trying to, like, endorse these guys endorse to help him. Yeah. Yeah, um, he, uh, I thought it, I thought it encompassed. Them. And in that scene, you saw kind of all of these characters and what their true colors were. Um, and That's so, fair. so that was my favorite. I, don't I know. um,
0: but I, okay. I did like that one. And actually it has to do both with the song that they sang the very first time they recorded it. I did like that clip as well because they ended up becoming famous and they had absolutely no clue. And they were just trying to run away from these people while Sorry, other people, bottom boys. Yeah. while well, other people were trying to find them to, to sign them to a record deal. So I, I thought it was maybe kind of ironic per se, but I did like that because they picked up Tommy and he's like, yo, this guy will pay us to just sing into a, uh, a can. And that was a, to me, that was an interesting way to put it, but it, I guess that's what it was. And um yeah, they, they made a real bop out of it. So I, I, I don't know if it's surprisingly or unsurprisingly, but the two, the two clips with the song where that, that's saying really uh, did it for me because I, I didn't like a whole lot of the extra stuff.
1: I will say um I have written here the scenery of this film and this is where this is where I think it was curious and like it was worth watching. They use pretty legit music. They don't use a soundtrack. They rely on um you know people singing throughout which was good. The music in this film is really good. Um even outside of their song whatever, like the background music that they use is very folklore and it fits the time it really does a good job of putting you in the setting and then more importantly the shot angles that they use as well as the scenery that's involved is fantastic there's one kind of extended scene where it shows them traveling and it shows the mossy trees um, and the swampiness I thought it it was really interesting to see it from that perspective and they rely on that pretty incredibly I mean at the end of the day what is this film it's three prison jackasses traveling across Mississippi, basically. Um, and they make it as entertaining as possible by putting you in the moment.
0: That's true. I do think the their natural um, filming spots were great. They, they picked really beautiful stuff. I'm going to throw in, now that comes to mind, I did also like the scene where... Um, they first get out and they stay at John Turturro's brother's house and he turns him in and he just goes, damn, cousin. we're in a tight spot. Oh, cousin. Yeah. And and George Clooney just kept saying, it. I thought it was funny. So I did like that one, too. I thought but that was
1: just annoying. That's no, why see, I, I thought, I, I thought that that was he stunk. Funny. Stuff like that annoyed the shit out of me.
0: I thought that little clip of that scene was funny. I I See, that's why to me it was a comedy. Clearly, it wasn't to you. I thought it was supposed to be a comedy, but it fell flat.
1: The reason I, I think, think that this friends. film has has some legs is there is some depth to it. There was some granularity. Like one quote from George Clooney goes, um, I think he says to Del Mar, he's like, it's only a fool who looks for logic in the chambers of a human heart. Uh, it's pretty, pretty deep.
0: Wow. Like well, you're getting up there.
1: Pretty deep. But like. That's why I think it's curious. It piques your curiosity with thoughts like that. Um, and these characters had enough depth to make you think for a moment. but and and they relied on extended symbolism and if that didn't land, there wasn't much to it.
0: But see, your your quote that is deep, but to me, the characters' journey, the character's development should portray that more than a single quote. If, if it's that type of quote, they should try to live that quote or show it. If, if, if they wanted it to be meaningful, they should have shown some sort of meaning.
1: through. Talk the about journey with arc. I mean, look at George Clooney's character. When the other two clowns are getting baptized in the water, George Clooney says, you know, that's foolish. Yet at the end, when they're about to get hanged, George Clooney is the one praying to God that he doesn't die. I I character like, arc right there.
0: Well, no, I put that towards he his life wasn't absolutely threatened at that moment, so he didn't turn to oh religion, come on. as you're about to be hanged, oh, come I think every single person, regardless.
1: Oh come on, dude. Are no, you because serious? Then,
0: because then afterwards, that is so when dumb. When he's going into what? the flood, he just says, "No, there was a logical explanation for that. I wasn't praying."
1: So yes, like, to compensate, but it for, to no, it shows the arc that occurred the there. No, no I'm no, right. No. You're wrong. What do you uh, no? Re-argue this because I think you're 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 no, you're so off the ball here.
0: He starts out not having
1: a, a logical
0: explanation for everything, including the baptism of what faith and religion would be. He then comes to terms that he is about to be hanged and he has no other option but to hope and pray to not die. Then when they survive through the, the stupid flood. And then while they're all holding on to the coffin, he says there's a logical explanation of what happened. My you know, prayers, you know, prayer had nothing to do with it. He was so. He didn't want to die pretty much. And his last resort Wrong. was to pray, even though he didn't think it. And that's, I think, what most people's response would be. It had nothing. But he backtracks. If if it had to do with character arc, he backtracks right afterwards and says it had nothing to do with that.
1: What that just reminded me of was this, the Monty Python stupid logic of logically, if she weighs as much as a duck, she is made of of wood. And if she's made of wood, she's a witch. No. No, that that was good (laughs) logic. What else sinks? Well, it wasn't actually smaller, this is way Better rocks. than
0: that. Don't even No, give Matt. Me that. This is
1: exactly what happened here. He doesn't show any religious inclination when the other guys are getting baptized. He shows no remorse for his actions whatever. Then at the end, in many ways he does this last ditch effort to pray. And I don't think it's a function of him almost dying in that moment. I think he had a lot of close calls prior. I think more so he, nope. it is a little bit of an arc and then when the well, flood comes his his arrogance prevents him from acknowledging that he was actually vulnerable with believing in a greater being.
0: He didn't have as close of a call like that which is why he knew there was no way yeah, out of it. He was him. having
1: a Tommy gun shot. I don't know. I I I, not I, I need a hot take from you. Give me something to get roast. you know, start roasting here because that 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 ain't it, chief. Well, logically
0: i i i don't actually really do you have a hot take here's here's kind of the problem my what would be hot take falls under something you kind of agree with with the three characters and um because you thought the movie was mad but you didn't really like george clooney it's not going to hit that well but i thought george clooney was um I thought they could have done better in terms of picking someone. And I don't think that th- I think if you had the three of them, if you had to at least two of them separated, I think it would have landed better than having them all try to mush the complete opposite personalities together. Because I think George Clooney had to have some sort of stupidity is a, is a bad word, but I think he had to have some sort of give in terms of his outlook or his thinking of or his pride of, of what the the actual film tries to portray I think he had to show some sort of give for that pride and I don't know I just don't really George Clooney I think to me is also a hit or miss I mean I don't one know of the most overrated actors
1: him. in all of Hollywood yeah so he's just rich uh, because of his what vodka line or whatever
0: yeah something like that and I thought I thought it would have been a whole lot better film if it was just those three and didn't have anything else to do with John Goodman or the mayor. I thought they took away from it. So this I is think what if I you think. liked this film, maybe you wouldn't have liked my... But I don't know if I had a true hot take. I'd, and I re- I, the whole film just...
1: I retract my George Clooney comment. I think he's okay. But I think this film hits home as a modern rendition of Homer's The Odyssey, but... I'm not a big Greek mythology guy. I read that poem, the very, very long, painful poem in high school. I wasn't too thrilled about the long version. I tended to be a spark notes guy with it, but, (laughs) or schmoop. And so I remember watching that film right after we had finished analyzing the Odyssey in high school. And I wasn't thrilled with either of them because I think they go hand in hand here. If you're not that thrilled with Greek mythology or those old archaic um written poems, I think there's a lot to learn from them, but um to sit down and read it all like that. No. And that's what this film does. It literally goes item by item. Like you could look at Poppy as being Zeus, you could look at George Clooney as being Odysseus, you have The Cyclops, you have the Sirens, even the two um, morons that he's with, Delmar and Pete, represent something. And the climax, you know, the, the flood at the end representing the universe saving him. There's similar themes like that in the Odyssey. And so if you analyze it from that perspective, I guess they went for a modern rendition. But my critique is they were one foot in with it. And they even acknowledge that, like the Cohen brothers say that they didn't mirror it. They claim that they've never read the Odyssey, only in pop culture. I think that's either bullshit or it's a flaw in their writing style. Because if this film was intended to be a modern rendition, they should have gone full on for it. And I don't think that it did it like that. Um, I don't think it hit, hit the, ball on, the nail on the head at all. And that's why it falls short, because it's a nothingness film. You can't really put a genre to it. That's why I thought it was curious. I didn't think it was bad. I got bored at times.
0: I thought it was bad, but it piques but,
1: curiosity. It made you think a little bit about life.
0: No, actually, it didn't make me think a single. See, you're thing wrong
1: about, about that. It. That's that's no. where you're absolutely what, incorrect.
0: What are you what 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 are you trying to say that it that it made you pique your interest about life? I mean, I mean,
1: it has a lot of themes going on here: friendship, like trust, betrayal, marriage, kids, loyalty. What
0: did you find any metaphors?
1: I mean, I just described a ton, like, I mean, metaphorically, I think,
0: I I guess, like, in terms of like
1: outside of the Odyssey, outside
0: of the Odyssey, like in terms of the characters itself, did you find something that that crossed over to to life today or some sort of because it was made in 2000. So some sort of life today? or I'll give you something just for
1: entertainment purposes, and I'm going to wing this. I think George Clooney in many aspects can represent a lot of people. Uh okay let me explain.
0: Yeah, please.
1: Wife, kids cares about some material things, he's very big on his hair. But he has some depth. He has these quotes that he portrays that are, that provide some depth, but he's still kind of an asshole. I, I mean, See, he's I the think- most relatable character in this film out of anyone, I would say. I think Delmar is a moron. I think Pete is unrelatable and kind of distant. And I think most people look at this through the lens of a flawed George Clooney character in which they recognize the flaws. But I think a lot of people, if anyone in this film, you're going to associate yourself with.
0: The only thing I'll give him is in terms of his wife, he did want to try to make things right and go back to her. So his loyalty for that and for the relationship. And
1: I'm grabbing his straws here.
0: Maybe, but I think he... um, And I think this is less drab than on your side, but I think I don't think he had to portray it. I think he tried to portray himself as a smart person in a poor, in like a stupid way. Like you start saying all those stuff. And just because it's a quote doesn't mean like the character actually follows that or like it actually has any meaning. I think he was there just to make him sound smarter, much smarter than every single other person in the story. Because to me, you say a quote like that, and you're one, you're either um, trying to follow that quote, that character, that's his belief, and he follows it throughout the film, or two, he's just trying to act smart, or it, it just is kind of irrelevant. And I think he falls under two rather than trying to, um, you know, follow all that extra stuff in terms of loyalty and stuff fair. like that.
1: And one more extension I did write down, and I do want to bring this up before we start wrapping up, because I feel like there's not much more meat to unpack here. Yep, but that's valid. The opening of this film goes, "O muse, sing in me and through me, tell the story of that man skilled in the ways of contending, a wanderer harried for years on end. So that's pulled from the Odyssey.
0: Yeah. So it's already a book. It's not like it was an original quote or anything. <laughs>
1: I think that quote captures this film. It's a it's conceptually a movie of of nothing. It's just a journey. Um And they're wanderers. These guys don't really have a, a purpose. You find out five minutes before he meets his guy, wife that he Clint needs he to see his wife. Yeah. That's his only purpose. And the purpose was treasure. That was a lie. His purpose was then the wife. And then after that, they just kind of meander for a while, get up into trouble and I mean, That's it's terrible. it's an aimless path. So if if, if I, I had
0: to give my actual hot take, I say this is a comedy and nothing else.
1: That's dumb. This isn't a comedy at all. But Justin, you, you look at I didn't the- laugh. I, I did. It's not funny.
0: I laughed. Justin, right, like right at the beginning. You and, and I have the to... same
1: sense of humor. This tr- film is not well, funny. Well,
0: when they're trying to get on the train, and he's talking, and then the guy, right, that's guy funny. falls. That's funny. That's I the, funny. I thought the. Are you gonna
1: scene... isolate three scenes and say that this is a comedy because of them? No, not at there all. Are, I can is... isolate that scene, the frog scene, some of the poppy stuff with the governor was a little comical with his like son or whatever.
0: The entire bank heist I thought was very funny.
1: Yeah, I but like, also it's kind of weird. Why are they roped in here? But it, then
0: what is it supposed to be? I thought it was a comedy. I laughed enough where I could say it think... because I didn't find another no. point I... of
1: this film. It's it's not a... Let's see what Google says. I'm actually curious. Let's see what the this is classified as. Ladies and gentlemen, watch
0: me be right, and then I will just say suck it.
1: It's a crime slash musical. A dumbass. musical?
0: What in the blazes? <laughs> what are you looking on? google is this is this justinsright.com because i don't i mean I don't i'm always right
1: but trash see this is it here we go genres music comedy drama comedy. adventure boom number two i what did, did i say to you i no 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 the the main one it's is music and crime comedy. but it said no you said
0: comedy second
1: N- wrong no That's Exactly what you just what said. i am saying here is it is a combination of a lot of genres it takes a lot and throws it together into like this little mixed pot. And I don't think it lands. It's a comedy. It's not a comedy.
0: You, you I mean, you, you, you just crime com-
1: this Wikipedia goes crime, comedy, drama, film. You can't just say it's a comedy when there's so, three or four other genres. So, okay, that's maybe, stupid. But <laughs> let me ask you what type of crime stuff was that actually, I mean,
0: they didn't, they didn't, it didn't show what they You have they three did. felons
1: running from the cops the entire time. Of course, it's a but fucking crime film. But is that considered crime a film.
0: crime film?
1: Jesus, Matt. I oh feel like a God. crime <laughs> I can't with you. I can't with you. Are all you right, kidding right. me? No, no, no. I'm just. Three bo- guys. I'm, I'm just. Run boll- from jail and are hunted by cops yeah, 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 the yeah, entire time. Of course, it is a crime film. Okay.
0: Okay. My bigger point is it's still a Triggered. comedy to me above all else. All right, and that's let's wrap that's this. what it is because I let's I, laughed. Wrap this I laughed more than I thought it was serious. I didn't know what to think most of the All time. All right, what
1: so, what do you what do you got?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, what,
1: what are you giving it? Give me a rating.
0: I give it a um. I give it a a generous six. A very generous. I'm thinking more in the five five and a half range, but this music actually brought it up quite a bit because you're right. I mean, throughout the film they were awesome. So five. I think and the
1: music six. six the shots and the scenery and some other stuff in between now i'm going i'm going
0: oh go ahead what do you have what number
1: 6.5
0: six and a half so we didn't talk about actual acting ability do you think the acting itself was good
1: i thought it was fine i mean i don't think this this is one of those films to me that is so mediocrely average that it didn't take much either way, no one in this film was a bad actor, no one in this film was a good actor. I in fact, they make Nelson really tough dialogue.
0: I thought Tim Blake Nelson was a good actor, portraying right, yeah, but a like stupid that's, I that's he what he does in
1: every movie, movie, movie I've ever seen him in. He plays a moron,
0: maybe, but he does it well. What if
1: he is a moron?
0: <laughs> well, then he plays it perfectly, perfectly casted, then at that point. So I, did, I thought George was, eh. I thought John Turturro was, had some bright spots, had some not bright spots at all. And I thought Tim was good. I don't see John Goodman's character. So five and a half, you got a six. Honestly, I thought this was going to be a little higher separation in terms of our final score. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, if you like old classic Greek poems and see how they're interpreted in modern cinema... Go watch the Coen brothers. Me personally, I think every movie I've seen from the Coen brothers, they did the big Lebowski, right?
0: I think, yeah, that's that's them too. That's
1: the only one from them that I like, and that one is hit or miss with people. So, I, I mean, uh, I, I think that they're overrated in cinema. I think they do have a cult following for a reason, and I am honorably and proudly not one of them
0: yes as a um mother. now am i allowed to change my number because i'm thinking about it oh i take that I, back
1: I th- matt they did raising arizona oh that's one of the no, funniest no fucking wonder movies that, that i've ever seen it.
0: but that was early cohen brothers we're gonna say that was early. that was a that was <laughs> not a, the um, same cohen brothers that's right that was probably like their twins ex-husband's brother or something like that but i'm gonna i'm gonna change my score because six is generous and i just kind of threw it out there i think legitimately i say five (laughs) as exactly right in the middle i say five because six is way too high six is actually a mediocre film and i thought this was not actually mediocre so i give it i give it a five and thank you for joining us on movie ticket monday here ladies and gentlemen next week's film is going to be the graduate so join us for that one you take care and stay classy